Welcome to the Part-Time Creator Podcast, the podcast that shows you how to kill it on social media with short-form videos that your audience can't stop watching. We prioritize time-efficient tactics and tools that will help you grow an audience of raving fans that love your content. Speaking of time-efficient, let's cut to the chase and get to today's episode. What's up? Welcome to another episode of the Part-Time Creator Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Shane Hubbard. Excited for the new year. I hope you had a great holidays. I probably said that in the last episode, but I don't want to ever not say it. And so I'll probably say it twice. Today, we're talking about three lessons I learned posting on TikTok, social media in general for 60 days straight. At this point, I'm on 90 days. So I thought it would be kind of a nice way of getting into the habit of talking about things that I've learned. And these three things stood out the most. And I see them talked about quite often on social media, but probably more specifically on TikTok. So the very first one is something that I think you're going to probably have your own opinion on. And that's the other thing I wanted to mention before I jumped into these three is that this is just experience that I've had. This is not verified by the the TikTok gods or anything like that. These are just things that I've noticed And then I've heard other creators talk about that made me think differently about my own consistency streak. And this isn't to say that you have to post 60 days straight to learn these things, but rather that you learn a lot by posting consistently and having a habit and a routine and a process for doing this. So number one is when you get into a routine of posting every day or if every day isn't feasible for you at this moment, then whatever you are able to do three times a week, four times a week, whatever works for you, right? At this moment, it gets easier to make more and more content. And so I say this because there are creators out there that are like, well, I'm only posting, you know, three times a week. Is that enough? Am I going to grow posting three times a week? Think of it this way. Now, this is sort of an absolute mindset, but think of it this way and then scale it to how it can best work for you. And we'll talk about ways to make more content easier later in the episode, but Think of it this way. You can only post as much as you're able to in the moment. So if that's three times a week, start there, right? The, the last thing that I want you to do is to not post because you think you're not posting enough. That's completely opposite of what the goal is. The goal is to start at a spot where you feel like you can manage and then scale that appropriately. And what's nice is that you're going to scale that appropriately just because you're in the habit. So just doing the work, just putting the effort into posting consistently, whatever that might mean for you, is how you get better at making more content. I used to post three times a week. And then I got really efficient with my content creation system. And then I moved up to five times a week. So I just did like Monday through Friday. And in some cases, I still will do that if I notice that like the because the, t- the, the social media atmosphere is different on the weekends, right? Not as many people are on social media on the weekends, um, with the exception of maybe like the last six hours on a Sunday when people are just chilling, right? Maybe they're not being a social. They're just kind of getting ready for the week. They're winding down, that sort of thing. But can't confirm that. I'm just, that's how I live my life. Um, so I figure lots of other people probably do the same thing. But when you get in a routine, regardless of how many times a week you're posting, you start to get better at making content. And when you get better at making content and it becomes more efficient, you're able to make more. And I don't think there's any reason why you need to feel pressure to post 
more content if you're not, if it's not feasible for you. But again, we'll talk about ways to make more content without burning yourself out later in this episode. So keep that in, in mind. All right. Number two, posting times don't matter. Kind of. <laughs> all right. So what do I mean by that? I mean that there are no specific posting times during the day that are going to capitalize that you can capitalize on that are going to make your, your content viral. That's not going to happen. There's not like 10 a.m. on a Thursday. It's like the viral hour. It's just not how it works. The algorithm is very, very smart. And so you could post your content at 2 a.m., 10 a.m., you know, 6 p.m., whatever, and it could go viral. Now, that being said, if you're trying to target a cert, certain region or demographic, like for example, I live in the United States. So I want to post when people are on in the United States. Not to say there's anything wrong with out of state or out of country viewers. Like I was looking at my podcast demographic the other day and 25% of them listen from Israel, which is absolutely amazing. And that's really, really cool. But I wasn't necessarily like shooting for that demographic. You know what I mean? So if you want to target people in your general time zone, you know, like one to three hours or whatever, then post when those people are awake. That's basically it. So my average posting time, I was looking at this the other day, was 10 a.m., 2-ish p.m. Like it depends. It was like between noon and 2 p.m. And then like between 5.30 and 6.37 p.m. And as I got, I think it was around day like 42 or something like that, that I started posting three times a day because I just had the volume of content to be able to maintain that. And that took a while to develop, by the way. That wasn't something I just woke up and started doing. Um, and we'll talk about some ways that you can make more content easier and get to that level or get to a higher level of volume. But posting times don't matter. I like to post once in the morning, once in like the mid-afternoon, and then once at night. And I just do that because think about it this way. You can either post like pretty early in the morning, right? When people are like waking up, but they're probably getting ready for work. So you're just maybe not going to get a lot of eyeballs. The time that I found to be interesting is there's like this, I don't know, two to three hour window that people are watching content at work. <laughs> so it's like, for me, it's around the like nine to, to 10 AM range. I found that that it's not like a viral hour or anything special, but I've noticed that there's been a pretty good amount of content being watched around that time for me. And then lunchtime, right? When they're bored at work, eating lunch, probably scrolling through TikTok if they're a TikToker, right? And then after work when they have time to actually look at their phone and scroll. So, you know, with outside of that, there's not any specific posting time that really makes a big difference. And you're not going to see like super consistency with that either. I'm not saying like the 10, two and five 30 is the time that helped me go viral. It was just the times that I started posting. Cause I was like, yeah, it's probably when people are on social media, right? It could be different for you. But my point is, is there's no perfect posting time. So you can post at 7am. You can post at 8am. You can post at 11am. Do what works for you. Cater this more to your ability to get to your phone and hit post. And I would highly recommend by the way, that you spend as much of your available content creation free time getting everything ready so that when the time comes when you want to post your content, you can just hit post. You don't have to you know sit 
at work on your break. You only have 10 minutes to, you know, make a caption, add hashtags, do some editing. I don't necessarily recommend that because you're going to feel overwhelmed. You're going to feel rushed. It's not that sustainable, but get some sort of, you know, get some, some, some part of the, uh, the content ready to post when you want to post it so that it's just boom, done. And then once it uploads, you can leave it and forget it. That's another thing that more of us should do. And I include myself in this is to post it and forget it. I'm not very good at that, but I think it's something I need to work on for the new year. All right. Tip number three, have plenty of low maintenance content ideas. This is where I'm going to spend the rest of the episode. And I probably will even make an entirely new episode about this because this tip is what redefined my content strategy. Hey, really quick. I don't want to interrupt your episode too much, but I do want to remind you that we have a awesome part-time creator hub. It's a place where people like you who are creators that want to create content, but also share ideas and ask questions can hang out and do so. And, And we learn a lot in this group from each other. I learn from everyone in there. They learn from other people in the group. It's really awesome. So if you want to check that out, go to the show notes, click on the link. It'll have this other link that says part-time creator hub. It's a Facebook group. It's really simple to do. There's no spamming. There's no selling. It's all about value and it's all about helping you become a better video creator. All right, that's enough for me. Let's go ahead and get to the actual episode and start learning more about content creation. And it wasn't that long ago that I learned that. Even though I talk about these things um, and I, I give advice on TikTok, a lot of it comes as a learning experience. And I really want to emphasize that I'm not sitting here as some sort of like know-it-all. Like a lot of the times what makes me so excited about having a podcast and being able to do these episodes is that I get to learn something new that can make your content better that I have used to make my content better. And I want to share that with you. So it's not me like sitting at this top of a mountain saying, hey, I know all these things. Listen to me. It's more like, hey, guys, guess what? I discovered this new way to make better content. Like I just I'm just another creator that wants to make the best content in the world. And I don't want to gatekeep any of it because the more I connect with creators that are passionate about what they do, the more excited I get to make content. And that's what fuels me wanting to share everything that I learn, because I really think that that's the best way to do it. But anyway low maintenance content ideas. So what does this mean? What is a, what is low maintenance content? Low maintenance content is pretty self-explanatory, but let's go into the, like the weeds of it. So it's content that you can create in a very short amount of time that allows you to still fulfill your content posting, you know, strategy. So still provide value, um, still provide some sort of insight or useful information. Um, it could also, this, sort of also falls in like the trending lip syncing audio type things. But again, we don't want to make that a huge part of our content strategy. It can definitely be a part of it, but we just don't want it to make a huge part. So sprinkle that in as a part of this low maintenance content idea. So if you find a trend, a trending audio, or you find a, a piece of audio that you really like, that could be an example of a low, another low maintenance piece of content. My favorite one to do, and I just started really like, doing this consistently versus just experimenting with it is creating B-roll footage. So what is B-roll footage? We talked a little bit about that in a prior episode, but B-roll footage is essentially, did we talk about that in a prior episode? Sometimes I get my TikTok videos and my podcast episodes confused, but I think we did talk about that. B-roll is just essentially 
footage that you take that doesn't have any speaking in it, that doesn't have any specific sound necessarily in it. It's just you or something going on in your environment. It could be a really nice landscape, you know, clip. It could be you walking to the trash can. It could be you doing the dishes. It's just clips that aren't necessarily a main component, but they help supplement the visual storytelling of whatever it is that you're trying to tell. And there's lots of easy ways to do this. My favorite way to do it is to literally hold my camera at my side, pointing back behind me, and just record myself walking. This is a very simple form of B-roll. You could also hold the camera right in front of you, like at chest level, or not at chest level, whatever you want to do, and film what's in front of you, what you're seeing from a different angle. I recommend using angles that are as low as you can get without it being you know, awkward. You know, Chest level, you could even do higher than eye level. The less eye level you can do, the more interesting it's going to be because it's a perspective that not a lot of people have unless you're seven feet tall, maybe, um, which a lot of us aren't seven feet tall. I'm certainly not. Um, so that kind of content, that sort of just filming stuff that's going on around you or you doing everyday stuff is really, really low maintenance because it takes probably less than 10 to 20 seconds. You can put a valuable piece of text over that, right? Maybe you can get creative with you know, the duration of that text, like maybe certain parts of the text comes in at certain times. Maybe it's just a, a quote from a famous person that's motivating, that's, um, you know, inspiring, that helps, you know, keep you and your audience inspired to make content or do whatever it is that your niche is pertaining to. It, this type of content is really, really easy to make. And it is my go-to for when I'm starting to struggle. Like, if, let's say I get behind a little bit, like some stuff in my personal life, like my you know, stuff with my family, it's just getting really busy, like around the holidays, you know, it gets really busy. There's a lot of, there's a lot less time to create content. There's more, um, you know, family time. This is a really, really easy way to make content, but not sacrifice, you know, being with your friends and family and doing the social part of your life outside of, so, you know, social media. So like, for example, we, me and my wife and my uh, daughter, we went on a little vacation, um, like a little three-day vacation out in the mountains. And we went to this little, this little town where they had all these little shops. And I just recorded some, you know, basic B-roll footage. It wasn't interrupting her and I time. I told her ahead of time, like, hey, I'm just going to be, you know, filming certain parts of our day and our trip. And, you know, she was obviously okay with that. And I didn't let it interfere with my trip, but I also got some great footage to just use as um, B-roll footage to put text over the top of it, to put maybe a voiceover. That's another powerful way to do things. That's pretty low maintenance is to have, um, this is, this is probably my favorite because it's so fun to do, but it's also very engaging and it's easy to consume as a, as a viewer. So a lot of people are going to like it. It's you doing whatever it is you're going to do, or you filming some sort of scenery or thing, something going on in your world. And then you doing a voiceover, preferably scripted, that way it's easy to do and it doesn't take a lot of time to re redo and re-edit. Of you doing some sort of voiceover, talking about something, and the text coming up on screen as a subtitle, as if you were doing a talking head video. Those are really powerful. You can get in the habit of making eight to ten second videos like that. You could probably make, I don't know, seven videos in an hour like that. Probably probably take you less time, but just to be safe, seven videos in an hour of that type of video if you have enough B-roll footage. That's a whole week, week's worth of content in an hour if that's all you did. So that's what I mean by start incorporating more low maintenance content. If you're the kind of person who's doing these, you know, really advanced edits or you're spending a lot of time 
you know, editing your talking head videos. That's awesome. I do a lot of that too, but I would highly recommend that if you're starting to feel burnt out or you're starting to feel uh, just like overwhelmed with trying to stay consistent, then you probably need to inter, uh, interject some more low maintenance style content, stuff that's still engaging, still powerful, still valuable, but doesn't take a huge time, a uh, huge amount of time to actually create that content. So if you're not exactly sure what I'm talking about, you could go to my TikTok page and you'll see these videos sprinkled in. And a lot of times those videos are there because it's just, I'm getting down to like, I try to keep at least 10 to 20 videos in my drafts, just in case, you know, there's like a, not an emergency, but just in case there's a day where I just really can't make any content. There's just nothing I can do to really make some content that day. Um, And when I start getting low, that's when I start making more of these little low maintenance content ideas. And they do well on TikTok. Like out of all of my content, I think that they're like the second most viewed kinds of content because it's easy consumption, right? That's always good on social media, especially like TikTok. Um, It's still valuable and it gets the point across without taking somebody a huge amount of somebody's time. Um, So that content can be really valuable because it's, um, it's what Gary Vee calls uh, width, right? So width and depth. Width is making content for the masses to, to reach more people. Depth is this podcast. It's getting into the weeds and the details. So you want to have both if you can. Those low-maintenance content ideas, that's width. That's trying to target a lot of people. But when you create value within these pieces of content, you also have a little bit of depth there because people get to learn a little bit about you and your mindset and the kinds of things that you're going to talk about. And then they come to your page and then they see your longer talking head, valuable videos, and then they stay, right? So that's why it's important to have both of these, not only for you as a creator to have a mix of content that's manageable and um, allows you to stay consistent, but it also helps you diversify the ways you reach new people right? The width and depth perspective. So that's, I think that's really what I wanted to, you know, the first two tips were great and I think that they're useful, but I, I think the third one is really the one that's going to change the way that you make content in the future. So I'd highly recommend if you're starting to feel you know, overwhelmed or stressed, or maybe there's just you know, like, you feel like all you do is ever make content, try some of these low maintenance content ideas. Cause I think that'll make a huge difference in how you approach creating content in the future. All right, so that's almost at the 20-minute mark. I try, I'm trying to keep these below 20 minutes so you can listen to them in either one or just two sittings instead of the Joe Rogan style where it takes you know an entire week to listen to an episode. I um, hope you have a great rest of your day, and I will see you in a future episode. <laughs>